0: You're listening to Rebel 5, an interactive interview podcast with alumni, past and current parents, and friends of Roncalli High School. I'm your host, Gary Armbruster, Director of Alumni and Corporate Relations at Roncalli. And each week, I will ask our guests five questions regarding how their lives have evolved and how key connections of experience, opportunity, and alumni networking have propelled them to where they are today. We'll talk challenges, how to overcome challenges, and what they've learned along the way. Stay tuned. can't really have a history of Ron Colley High School and the institution that Summer Field Study is without talking to the number two man, Daryl Slevin. Daryl, welcome to the podcast today.
1: Well, thank you very much, Gary.
0: For almost forty years we've been taking this crazy trip out west. Uh, you've been involved in it from almost the very beginning. Talk a little bit about how you got involved.
1: I got involved as a high school junior i I went to Southport High School and my u.s history teacher was scott fangman and uh, my introduction to field studies began when he came into class one day and said hey there was this great class or a uh, great trip we took and we went out west we went to the rocky mountains with students and we did all these activities and did all this hiking and all this fun stuff and uh you know, said this was just awesome, and I, I remember he said I can take somebody. I think I can take somebody with me next year from Southport, and uh, I was I was uh, in his office the next day <laughs> with a deposit and said, you know, I'm your guy. I'm I'm ready to go.
0: Had you ever been out west before?
1: Uh, yes, I had. My family had uh, had come out west actually several times. We have some family out there, so I had traveled and and done that. And then I had a kind of a, a long history of hunting and fishing and just being in the outdoors, even in Indiana. And I enjoyed hiking.
0: So, were you the only one from Scott's class that uh, made that first? Absol- well, so absolutely. That, was, that was the second year.
1: That was the second year. So okay. that was that would have been nineteen eighty three. Right. And the trip that year went to Big Bend, Texas, and there were twelve of us students, and there were five staff members that went in two vans. So it was a it was a big that, year. It was a big, huge year. It was a huge year. I know that uh, that Joe and Scott, who had gone on the first year, uh, and Deb Sachs yeah. were just uh, they were <laughs> they were very concerned because the trip had just blown up, and now it's all so <laughs> huge. Yes, that we just won't, we won't be able to yes. hold this kind of. You know, uh, intimacy that we had had of the previous year. (laughs) Um,
0: so that was your junior year in high school. Yes, it was. What happened to your senior year? Were you able to go again? Or, yes, I, or, okay.
1: yes, I was. Yeah. I, I had, uh, I had saved, saved money because I was a sacker at Marsh Supermarkets, nice. saved every dime and yes. put it away to be able to go on the trip. And we went back to Rocky Mountain that year. So and that was that your first time the Rocky Mountains. That was, that was the first time in Rocky Mountain National Park. So that was, uh, that was a really neat alpine experience and very different from the desert. So we had. Just, just a wonderful time, and there were roughly twenty-four students that year, so it had grown again exponentially. <laughs>
0: Glacier Basin was that part of it? Uh,
1: we were in Moraine Park okay. that year, so okay. we had we had some individual sites in Moraine Park.
0: Okay, so you you graduate from Southport High School, mm-hmm. um, what happens next, and and how does how do you stay involved in summer field study?
1: Joe Hollowell had contacted me and said, "Hey, you know, I would like to." Um, include climbing in this and you know he said i just wanted to see if you had any interest in that and i told him i did and and uh over our time away from the trip scott fangman and joe and i had gone out and done some rock climbing together and then joe and i became um climbing partners and climbed pretty frequently on the weekends in the midwest areas uh kind of honing our skills and being able to to do that and bring that portion of it into the program the the uh, rock climbing and mountaineering
0: was uh, scott able to bring any more southport kids aboard
1: there yes, there was uh, that next year, in 19, uh, uh, let me see so in '84, when I went as a senior, there were two other Southport students that went that year. Uh, one of them was, a, was a, a good high school friend of mine, um, Darren Badger, who later uh, met much later, actually came back as a staff member right. for a couple of years, uh, and, and another girl from our class. Um,
0: obviously, it's Ron Collie centric Yes. I mean, it's, it's sponsored by Ron Colley. Joe's been Ron Colley's uh, leader for a long, mm-hmm. long time. Um, and this podcast is a history of Ron Colley. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about, uh, if you can, some of the Ron Colley kids that maybe have have um, stuck out in your mind a little bit over the years who have been part of the Summerfield Study adventure. I,
1: I tell you what, there's almost too many to mention. Um, and uh, I remember, but I remember very well, uh, from the uh, 1983 trip to Big Bend, I made a good friend uh, through the trip uh, that that we kind of uh, talked a little bit in, in high school and that kind of stuff. And Pat Charleboy yeah, was uh, yeah. was one of the one of the students, and I remember that uh, very well. And uh, uh, just over, over the years it's been so many and right now it's very interesting because we have I have students of former former uh, students I remember right. so, or, or uh, I say children yeah. of, children of, yeah. of, of former students that are there I know on this trip we've got got one that I remember his uh, his father very well yeah uh, from when he was uh, in Big Bend at a later trip that came along
0: so how does that make you feel when you got another <laughs> generation
1: you know, it it does. It really doesn't make me feel old, but it's. Yeah. I think it's a wonderful thing. I think it's a, I think it's a very beautiful thing that someone that a parent would want that to be a legacy that they expose uh, I, their yes. child to. Yeah, I, I I think I think we're doing something right because of that.
0: You've brought your own kids along. Yes, I have. So talk a little bit about that. I've, why Why have you done that?
1: Uh, because this this has become this was really a, a life changing event for me. I, I I think it really turned. Um, me as a as a young man towards towards a better path and other things that were going on. So that was a wonderful thing. And then as my uh, I had gone continuously on the trip for like no oh, probably about fourteen years from eighty three. About fourteen years later. Consecutive years. Yeah. Okay. Consecutive years. Then I started. There there was a period of about ten years that I was spotty at best. I went a couple times during that period of time because I had very small children. Right. So we, uh, my wife and I uh, had gotten married and then uh, started, started having children. We ended up having six children. I've got five girls and a boy and, uh, then when they became old enough to come on the trip i started coming again and then 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 started doing doing more with the logistics and planning and all of those kind of activities and then that grew into doing logistics and planning and food preparation and making sure that that was uh, in place and uh it's really been a beautiful gift to be able to have as a family because field studies isn't isn't two weeks out of the year for us we 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 talk about it almost every <laughs> every meal that we have together you know right. hey here's an improvement we're thinking about doing hey we're going to have brewed coffee this year you know <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. <laughs> all those little things that happen over the over the course of the year and hey where's it going going this year and who's going to be able to come it's been a wonderful thing to see my my children grow up through the program and, and join the program as staff members in some cases. Yeah. And, and some of them are are having to step away now because they're having small children of their own. Right. Yeah,
0: as the uh, circle goes, the life, <laughs> yes. uh, life circle, I guess. Um, I, I know from my own experience, I, I've only been on the trip three years, but it does grab you. Oh, it does. Um, you know, my first trip uh, was with my daughter, uh, Caroline. She said, I'm going on Summer Field City. I said, well, if you're going, I'm going. And uh, it is life changing.
1: It, it absolutely is i uh, someone asked me uh, on on this trip about those years you didn't go did well, what did that feel like and it felt like there was a hole in my heart. Yeah. It felt like you know it was at, at this time of year, literally being in Indiana, I remember one year the kids were little and I'm painting on my house, the exterior of it and, and it was like it just feels like something's wrong you know yeah. it's not not because I'm painting my house, it's because I feel like I should be doing something else.
0: This is probably an unfair question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. <laughs> Do you have a favorite summer field study memory?
1: Oh, I have. I have a lot. Uh, I think this is in going back and looking at records and stuff. I think this is my 28th time I've been out on field studies.
0: So I think we've been out 37 years. Yep. So you've been at 28. 28 so of them. That probably puts you uh, maybe third. I in think third. Break. Yeah. Uh, Joe and Cub.
1: Uh, Joe Joe Cub bangs ahead of me as well. Okay. So I, I'd be fourth. Okay. I would be fourth probably. Um but uh, you know, probably my probably my favorite one of my favorite memories is uh is from my first trip as a student to 1983 to Big Bend, Texas.
0: And Scott didn't have anything to do with that right. Uh he was there. Interestingly
1: <laughs> enough, he was, he okay. was there. I I, rem- I remember that trip so vividly because um I, I think that students in general had had less travel at that time. Right. It was 1983, and people didn't go a lot. I remember being in the van, and we traveled from Roncalli High School to Big Bend, or no, to Texarkana, line the border of Texas. And I remember all the students being so excited; everybody's jumping up, and down, woohoo, we're here, we're here! <laughs> and then when the realization sunk in that it is further from. Um, the the Texarkana line to Big Bend, Texas, <laughs> than it is from Indianapolis to the Texarkana line. Yes. I kind of took some of the wind out of their sails, and then people people being like, oh, yay, we're here, when we got to the Grapevine gra- Gate of Big Bend uh, National Park, and then the realization that it's one of the largest parks in the United States, and it was two hours from the gate <laughs> to our campsite. Yes, yes um, that's funny. It was, it was an interesting thing, but my, my favorite memory um, – I would, I would say that my favorite memory was we, we were doing night hikes. It was unbelievably hot in the, the Chihuahuan Desert, and especially that year. Uh, and so we did a lot of hiking at night, which was wonderful because most of the animals were nocturnal. Okay. So you'd get out and you'd see things. And we'd done this hike, and uh, we were hiking to in the Chusos Mountains to a place called The Window, where there was a cleft between two rock outcrops that kind of made a window to look out and see the sunset. And we got away a little bit later than we should have, yeah. and we were hiking. It was it was completely black. We were hiking with with lights, and we were being very watchful because there the uh, the trail's hard packed, so it tends to hold heat longer. Right. So snakes and scorpions and things tended oh, nice. to come out on it because it was it was more comfortable right. for them at that period. So we're kind of watching for that and, and doing pretty good and seeing a couple snakes and shooing them off and you know continuing, <laughs> and we we got to this one point and we came around a corner. And literally, our lights are cast on a mountain line at about, oh my that it was about four feet away from us. And, uh, and we were, it had, it had killed an Avalana and it half buried the Avalan after it had eaten in that. And we were, you know, just stopped in our tracks and, and looking at it. and Hoping it, you weren't dessert. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> uh, but it, but it looked at us and it, you know, I, I wouldn't say it, it didn't growl at us like menacing, but it kind of made a cat noise and then just kind of turned like a slinky and just was disappear no into the night yeah. uh, just an unbelievable um uh, just just a just a beautiful thing to see and and see the movement of the the, the animal and that it was it was a really really neat experience
0: well i'm going to ask you a, a question and uh our next segment we're going to bring him in um so i'm just going to ask you um any challenges overcome that you can that, that ring out, other than Scott Fangman being on the trip and you know <laughs> running into things, and he'll, he'll have an opportunity to, to, to defend uh, himself. To, to defend himself, but uh, any other anybody besides Scott that you've had a challenge that you've had to overcome during summer field study?
1: Oh, uh, I don't I don't know that a that a challenge. It but it's just been field studies has always been such a a blessing from the people that have come together as far as the staff. Uh, it's been many of the staff members have talked about, you know, uh, my best friends are on the trip. Yeah. However, you know, our lives move in different directions and everything's happening. And there've been times, some of, some of the, uh, people that I've interacted with, I only see two weeks a I year, know, that's the uh, crazy, but, but yet crazy. I consider them to be, yeah. you know, uh, some of my best friends. And it's, it's funny uh, there was a uh, a staff member that was a very young staff member um, many years ago, and he uh, he was with us for two or three years, and then just kind of dropped off the radar. Yeah, and I didn't see him or hear from him, and finally, about fifteen or twenty years later, I tried to contact him to find out where he was, and I yeah. remember I remember calling the only number I could find for him. And it it landed with his parents, yeah. who still lived in Indiana and were still alive, and uh, and they were watching they were they were watching a grandchild. And I remember calling. The grandchild answered, and, and I said, "I'm I'm looking for Jeremy Dugan." And they said, and he says, "Grandpa, uh, somebody's calling for Uncle Jeremy." And, and you know, I, yeah. so I was able to kind of link up there, and I I ended up calling Jeremy. He lives in Durango, Colorado, oh, He's a wow. firefighter uh, in the area, and the first thing. That uh, I, I hadn't seen him in 20 years, and we'd climbed together and done all the stuff on the trip together. And I call him, and I said, I said, Jeremy Dugan, this is Daryl Slevin. And the first thing he says, sorry, Daryl, I've still got your ice axe. <laughs> he said, give me the address, I'll return it. <laughs> he said, it's kind of well <laughs> oh, used by now. Yeah. but uh, But just another connection that you you finally come back to. And it, like I said, it, it has been a, this trip has always been a wonderful blessing to me, and it's a... It's a it's a part of my my spiritual life. I think about it. I I I tend to when I uh, a lot of times when I pray I I have a staff role and I pray over the staff roll through the year for you know just for people and how things are going and and you know that we'll have great blessings as we we approach our next year.
0: Like I said earlier, I'm fairly new to the program. Uh, It's my third year, and Joe Hollowell, Doctor Joe has always been the face of the program mm-hmm. he started it and it well, with debbie Sachs and uh, but as i've learned in a short period of time it, you know he he's the engine you're the coal that keeps us <laughs> on track and i think that's a you know it's pretty well, fitting in you. durango <laughs> when you have the durango silverton yep. express yep. It, that's a really cool thing for me and uh so we really appreciate everything well, that you've met I, to the, this, the th- program this you're, has
1: been great and like i said this this is a uh uh, I think this program reflects well on Roncoli and I've always been blessed by the students that come on this trip and the staff members that have been a part of it and I'm continually impressed with the caliber of people that I that I interact with because of this it's a it's it, like I said this has been a continuing blessing in my life and I I feel uh, very uh, very blessed to in some way be a, be a part of Roncoli uh, on a daily basis because of this
0: well, we thank you for all that you've done for our kids. Uh, we're now over 3,000 Yes, over the 37, 38 years of the program. And not all of those have been Ron Colley kids, but certainly Ron Colley-centric. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you for everything you've done. And uh, as I promised before, um, we're going to end this segment and we're going to bring Scott Fangman in so he can defend himself. So <laughs> we'll be right back and uh, we'll have a, a message from our sponsor.
2: Rebel 5 is sponsored by Steve's Flowers and Gifts. For the best and freshest flowers in Indianapolis and surrounding areas, Steve's Flowers and Gifts have exactly what you're looking for. For your next special occasion, call Steve's Flowers at 800-742-9359.
0: welcome back to our special edition of the rebel 5 podcast summer field studies edition uh, coming uh, from Durango Colorado we uh, were off to we came out to Durango uh, a week ago and we're getting ready to go into backcountry uh, our second week and as uh, promised I've brought along uh, Scott Fangman. Scott welcome to the podcast thank you very much Gary appreciate it i don't think there's uh any uh way that you could do a history of the podcast without the uh, juice if you will the juice <laughs> of summerfield study scott and uh so talk a little bit about how you got uh, involved with summerfield study back in the beginning and uh maybe some uh, stories along the way i know you're pretty good at uh telling a story or two now i I don't know that they're all true or not, but, you know, go ahead.
3: Absolutely. You have the mic, which is scary. (laughs) It's scary for all of us. It's about time somebody gave me this role. (laughs) Um, uh, Well, we started a long time ago. I think it was, what, 1982, uh, as Gerald was pointing out. Uh, We've been doing it now, what, 38 years. We've had uh, 40 trips. I've been on 30, um, I'm not sure, I hope my number's correct, 37 of them. And uh, so I've enjoyed them all. Each and every one of them is unique because of the people involved. Uh, we've tried to spray, you know, spread it out throughout the West, and in regards to what parks are to be attended, and uh, we tried to not only expand the comfort zone of the uh, the students, but we also tried to expand the comfort zone of ourselves. We uh, we made it something that we ourselves would enjoy. Uh, We figured if we weren't having fun, they wouldn't be having fun. Right. And, uh, you know, I can remember negotiating uh, how this would all begin. We were asked, uh, you know, just in a living room session with uh, Dr. Hollowell when we were both very young. We came up with the ideas to uh, kind of poor and underprivileged uh, teachers in Catholic (laughs) schools. You know, we had no means for for, uh, having, uh, a, a, a fun period of our time in, in our summers. And, uh, we came up with the idea that, hey, let's take, uh, high school students west. And, uh, the principal of Ron Colley, Bernie Dever, uh, uh, bought into it almost immediately. And, uh, and then Joe, uh, you know, he, he started organizing it and he just simply asked me if I wanted to be a part of it. And I said, heck yeah, why not? And, uh, As you heard, we started out with uh, five students and four adults, and we were somewhat overwhelmed. uh, (laughs) Second year, you you had all all twelve students. Well, we almost started. We almost thought about cutting, shutting down the program. Into the third year, when we had what? Daryl, what do we have? Uh, Thirty eight
1: kids. I don't know. I don't know if it was that or twenty four. No, twenty (laughs) four. It was.
3: It was twenty four. We thought, oh no, what's going to happen? We're going to get so big we can't keep keep it together and uh,
0: here we are today i mean you look at it we have uh, about 95 students this year last year we had 124 the year before we had about 135 uh, cooking and logistics and very very few people understand the whole parameter the whole breadth of this project Uh, talk a little bit
3: about that and how it's developed well, it's, uh, it's delegation, delegation, delegation in so many ways. Uh, we were able to acquire people who had a, a certain skill set that um – one Joe or I didn't have at the very beginning. Uh, Deb Sachs came in and and organized us in in many ways as any good woman would do, and uh, <laughs> and uh, Mr. Dever knew that from the get go. He said you need a female, and uh, we we picked up Deb Sachs, you know, and she's been with, or she was with the program for twenty years. Well, when that got away, you know, we looked for another organizer, and the 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 pain in the neck uh, <laughs> friend that I have to my right uh who's super organized. Uh we we acquired him, you know, he was available at the time and he took over and really added an element and and his cooking skills were just simply unbelievable. Uh ours are not. <laughs> and and uh, Daryl and I Daryl wasn't here but Yeah, me. we we've got an episode that really uh kinda of set the tone of Phil Stays with with Joe's or, or and my cooking. We were terrible. <laughs> and uh i'm afraid you know food's very very important <laughs> and uh i'm afraid it may have shut down the program if we didn't acquire some of the good cooks that we've had in the past and so then we all broke off into areas we started assuming areas uh, i like gerald just pointed out daryl's mm-hmm. our rock he handles all the the rock climbing and then I started assuming some of the mountaineering responsibilities, and uh, uh, with the tutelage and the oversight of uh, of Joe and and everybody else. Joe is is the consummate leader. Mm-hmm. You know, he um, gently uh, pushes and prods us in the right directions, and uh, we love the guy. You know, it's so much easier to work for a program uh, when there is love involved. Uh, uh, Absolutely, a, a love of passion. And the three of us, Daryl, myself, and Joe, we just love one another. I want to go back to a question that Daryl answered about himself uh, when we first got started, um, how the Lord works uh, was that I targeted Daryl. I knew he would be the guy. I knew that if there was anybody uh, in my classes, and I taught, I don't know, Daryl, we taught five history classes, six history classes. And uh, so that meant we had an opportunity to get a 100 and some odd kids uh, from my first year there at Southport. And Daryl uh, was the only one, which, by the way, at that time period is not unusual. I mean, it takes an element of courage and, uh, I don't know, uh, just an attitude of sort to, to get involved in a program like this. And Daryl was was the guy, and I knew that. And Daryl and I had an unusual Uh, relationship as a teacher and a student and uh, we've got along very very well and uh, and so we knew I said we knew at the time that we'd we'd be lifelong friends and it so be it here it is here it is what is it Darrell 45 years you're going to have a what year reunion is it going to be? I think it's 45. Yeah, 45 years. At 45
0: years young.
3: Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: okay,
0: so I, I got involved in the program three years ago, and I kept asking Joe over the period, two or three months ahead of time, like, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? And he goes, he kept saying, well, uh, do you have your backcountry food? And I said, yeah, I got my backcountry. He goes, everything else will take care of itself. Yeah. And it did, of course. But h- here's my question. Um, this is not Brown County State Park. This is not hiking in uh, Garfield Park. Mm-hmm. Th- this is this is uh, testing your will to survive to some extent, mm-hmm. to putting that that foot in front of the next, making it through the, the particular hike you're on. Talk a little bit about that because these kids, they're tested each and every day. And there's a spiritual aspect. Mm-hmm. So I'll throw it out to both
1: of you. I, like I said, I think some of the things that they're tested in, most people, uh, most of these students, don't have a, have a situation where if it's raining, they can't get in out of it. So this is this is something that's kind of new and different for them in that. Some, some of the things that you take for granted, you know, if it, if it starts raining in Indiana and you're you're at your house, you walk inside right, and you sit right. down on a couch or, right. or go make yourself a sandwich or something like that. And here, you know, you might need to find shelter under some trees or a rock outcrop and you got to watch for the weather to make sure that the, you know, that's lightning's getting closer, you're taking appropriate precautions for that or putting on rain gear and... Sometimes just toughing it out when it's hard, when when you're wet and it's cold and, and you you wonder, why did I, you know, I think I <laughs> paid I for this. <laughs> why did I come here?
3: Absolutely. Uh, kind of to dovetail on that, you know, you, you mentioned, Gary, that we have a spiritual connection. That was not always the intention. You know, when we first initiated this program, it was more of an academic class uh, geared towards science, uh, geography, and physical education. And then we, we we incorporated as we grew spiritually, because we were young. We were right. only, uh, Joe and I at the time that the program got started, we were only 27 years old. And, um, I mean, old enough to know better, uh, yes, but not, uh, you know, we didn't have that wisdom uh, characteristic that that you would see from age. And so uh, there's two things that I would say if I can sum them up, and I hope I can. You see the Trinity the Almighty God in it. You see the Father in the surroundings. The Lord has created all things. The Father. He's in the trees. He's in the grass. He's in the sky. He's in the mountains. He's in the lakes. He's in the oceans. He's in all the substance. Uh, Christ, the Son, is in the people that you're with, uh, whether they be leaders or whether they be uh, classmates or whether they be students. Um, you will find the presence of Christ in the, the holiness and in the, in the, in the presence of those around you and the spirit lies inside you you know he resides in you and that and that leads me to the next component something that I took away from field studies uh, from the very beginning Joe Holloway and Deb Sachs and Daryl and, and Chris Belch and, and and all the rest taught me uh, to become more courageous put fear aside put fear aside and and because i was a fearful man I, i was afraid of heights when we first got started um I was afraid of a lot of things, things that uh, most people are afraid of, you know, sleeping in a night, afraid of bears, you know, afraid of piranha, afraid of what, you know. Lots of piranha. piranha, piranha, Lots of piranha in in the North American regions of (laughs) rivers and lakes. And so the reality is, is that, you know, you let the enemy, the devil, create these fears. And the other component is perseverance. And so, if you can persevere, and it's a it's a Ron Colley, it's a roncalli character. Trait is perseverance, and we have to persevere. The Catholic Church attempts to teach all of us. You know, you look back into the history of the Catholic Church for two thousand years. It has had to be courageous, and it has had to be persevering. And the field studies program has truly taught me that. And that's a personal uh, note. And I hope that it has taught all of us that. Uh, because I think I learn a whole lot more than what I give away. I take a lot more than I give.
0: So you're number two on the historical um, totem pole, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a favorite um, staff member over the years that uh, you, you maybe have a funny story or, or an interesting story uh, that kind of just rings out there that
3: you always think about when you think about Summerfield study? Well, he's sitting next to me probably. <laughs> Uh, he and I, just like he shared with you at Big Ben, he didn't really share with you the greatest story. Uh, uh, Daryl has a tendency to sleepwalk or when he was younger. and uh, True. Yeah. And we slept on top of the uh, lean-tos instead of in them uh, just because of the heat, and they just simply would aerate, and it was a lot cooler. And um, we at this moment in time, uh, speaking of fear— I swear we are in a moment of the Wizard of Oz and the flying monkeys. uh, (laughs) These bats were so prevalent in the area, and they were large. They were fruit bats, uh, I believe, in some way. And um, (laughs) Daryl raised up in the middle of the night, and this bat hit him square in the chest. And you remember all like that, Daryl?
1: I, I actually do. He's, okay, he's, this is he's, true. I don't know if they were fruit bats. I no, no, no. They're that big. That, weren't they, Daryl? They looked, looked that big. We have to categorize big. that with the piranha yeah. mentioned earlier. Uh, but but Why, I got you, sm- I got smacked by a bat. Are you contesting
3: that the fruit bats don't live in North America? I do Yeah, <laughs> I'm not ready to commit to that, Scott. <laughs> no, they don't. Answer my own question. And uh, the reality is, uh, they they look like condors. Uh, and uh, again, I. Go back to my fears and uh, he got hit by one but the reality is uh, uh, you know like for instance i when you say that i've been reminiscing a lot because i really truly believe this is my last year here and uh, at 65 and uh, and i thought the program we'd pass it on at each <laughs> interval you know 35 right. 45 55 and, and you now at 65 and And uh, I've got great climbing partners. I remember Erin Bone has been a climbing partner Mm -hmm. of mine, and and she fits my personality. She offset me. She really brought peace to the rope. Um, Dave Gravazio, who is still now, he just Mm -hmm. came back with us, a great climbing partner. Uh, Chris Belch and, and John, uh, Father John Holloway, really pushed mm-hmm. my limits with uh, just get us go, let's, uh, a pace. Uh, and so I always felt extra challenged by uh, so much of the youth. And, and now we're handing over to the young kids, and, and I think they're going to be very, very good for the continuation of the program.
0: What if there wasn't Summerfield study? You wouldn't be in Durango right now where we are. Talk a little bit about what might not be
1: oh i don't know that's uh oh
3: yeah i wish you would ask Uh, (laughs) that i don't like to speculate yeah and Uh, and now it brings tears to my eyes because i was just talking to joe about the program and and how it's changed my life uh you know gave me an element of uh, like i said earlier courage uh It made me a better person as a teacher and as a coach. It it made me – I did things uh, at at Southport that I would have never thought myself to do because I would have never volunteered for for the risk that would have been involved. And so – and so Joe, Joe dragging me uh, out here, and it was a, it was a drag I, I my, my, again, I go back to I was a city kid and and I had never uh, gone out west unlike daryl i had never seen the west, and uh, you know it forced me out of my comfort zone and and I, got, I, got, I think I can answer it for about uh, i don 't know twenty five percent maybe thirty percent of the people. It has changed their life. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would actually say it was the key component. As I look over to Daryl and I see his eyes feeling the same way mine do, Mm -hmm. Um, it it, it changed our kids' lives, right, Daryl?
1: Absolutely, and I have always felt uh, that I was at my best during this two weeks of my uh, a year. You know, it's uh, in you know when you're you're uh, young and indiscreet, perhaps. uh, You know, there's 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 I was always my best these two weeks out of the year and then you know you kind of grow and you get some some of that wisdom that comes with age and you you find a find a loving partner that that betters your life uh significantly uh you know it's just everything you know you could you can feel the Lord working in your life so and, and I think I think this program was one of those uh just significant moments that uh, that kind of guide guided my actions through the through all of my life
3: on a serious serious note if i can add sure speaking of that uh when i got married i told her i do field studies <laughs> 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 and my wife really thought she thought that out you guys <laughs>
0: well i just want to uh, on behalf of ron kyle I thank both of you guys um like i i've said m- m- multiple times during the the episode um, I came aboard 3 years ago and I uh, was immediately hit by this transformative experience. Um, it's like nothing I, I I've been out west a long long time ago and uh, to to be able to experience it out here with you know part-time part retreat part adventure mm-hmm. um, and and you guys giving all of this time over these years uh, is is really remarkable yeah. and it's it's a Ron Colley institution um, you neither one of you guys are quote-unquote Ron Colley guys but holy cow i uh, been such a big part of it so mm. we want to thank you and uh, we've got another week here in Durango and uh, parts uh, around a little bit and uh, so thanks for being a part of this and we'll go to a break and we'll bring in uh, the leader Dr. Joe Hollowell thanks guys
3: thank
4: you
2: Rebel 5 is sponsored by Steve's Flowers and Gifts. For the best and freshest flowers in Indianapolis and surrounding areas, Steve's Flowers and Gifts have exactly what you're looking for. For your next special occasion, call Steve's Flowers at 800-742-9359.
0: We're back here live in Durango, Colorado on Summer Field Study. Our guest is the leader of the pack, Dr. Joe Hollowell. Joe, welcome to the podcast today. It's a pleasure to be here, Gary. Thank you so much. We are sitting here at Chris Park in Durango, Colorado for about the almost 40th trip. Or is it the 40th? It is the 40th 40th trip, trip. yes. Um, We've got 95 kids. Uh, As I look around, there's uh, about 20 kids playing volleyball. We've got some... Vans pulling in from a, a Shola day in Durango uh, 40 years ago. Did you have in your wildest dreams
4: that it would become this? Uh, absolutely not. I just um, am blessed and have always been open to whatever God wants to do through anything that I've done at Roncalli, but I certainly had no idea. Uh, even the second and third year as the program started to slowly grow, I had no idea it would come to this point where this year we're taking our 3,000th student uh, on a summer field study trip. So, no, I did not have that vision. I just um, followed a love of mine uh, that, uh, uh, and, and an opportunity, and it, uh, here, here we are.
0: Scott or, or Daryl talked about Bernie Dever. I I think that's an interesting, um, angle because so many of our listeners won't even know who Bernie Dever was. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit about how that, how that conversation went when you went to Bernie and said, Hey, I want to take some kids out West.
4: Yeah. Um, I had gotten a mailer in my, um, box at school from university of Iowa or Iowa state, one of those two. And the, Mailer was advertising a program about teaching science, taking science classes in the wilderness of the Rocky Mountains. And for about 10 minutes, I was thinking, I'd kind of like to do this. And then right after that, I "I could teach this, and I don't don't need to take the class. I had been in the University of Colorado uh, biochemistry uh, PhD program, and I had plenty of time when I was in that. For a semester, I quickly realized I didn't have the discipline or desire to go ahead and get my Ph.D. in biochemistry at that time. Um, but I had plenty of experiences of grandeur and magnificence, and just joy being in the mountains of Colorado, especially Rocky Mountain National Park. So I knew I knew that was there in my heart for a long time. And um, so when I uh, got the mailer, I Deb Sachs and I both started teaching at Ron College the same year, and she was a good friend of mine, and I think it was our third year of teaching together, and I walked across the hallway and handed her the mailer, and she uh, was interested. I said, have you ever had any interesting kids out west to study science? I said, I've never thought about it, but yeah, I'm interested. So we put together together a program program that uh, we knew knew we'd have to talk to to Mr. Dever and sister Charles also sat in on the, she was the director of of guidance at that time. And, uh, it really wasn't, uh, we put together a very unrealistic program. We had no idea what we were getting into just in terms of surviving and keeping kids alive out in the mountains. (laughs) (laughs) We had this grandiose ideas about all the science that we would do. Um, but, yeah, uh, Bernie was very uh, confident. His sister was very confident, and they encouraged us to give it a whirl. This was in March of, 2000, or, of 1982, and we had uh, the good fortune of having five kids that right. were convinced so the over one, the next two months right. to give it a shot. And
0: uh, so no no pushback at all from Bernie?
4: No. No, maybe a question or two, two right. but, you know, it, no. He, he was a – he was very affirming of that and thought that it would be something worth giving it, giving it a try. So I'm always very grateful for that. So it
0: started out as a science trip. It did. It did. And so the second year you had thir- or 12 students and how many staff? We had five. We had five. And, and so that transition, uh, you've told me the story before, you know, you
4: thought, how in the world were we ever going to do this? Yeah it, like yeah, it seemed like a humongous group when we were taking 12 where we had five the year before. Right. Five we could do, 12 seemed impossible. <laughs> uh, a, second uh, a second van was needed. And, um, but, but God, God, showed the way, showed the way right. I think. And, right. uh, it, it really has always felt to I me. Mean, I've told people this all the time. This, this is a program that God, uh, through the Holy Spirit has been directing for a long, long time. Uh, I don't think it's any wisdom on my part, any, uh, super organizational skills on, uh, on my part or anybody else that's with us that has grown. It's just, uh, people plug into the, uh, creator. When they're in the middle of such beautiful creation. Yes. And yes. that is uh, that is an electric, electrifying, spirit filled experience. And I think that word gets out, maybe not in those exact, you know, phrases and, and words, but people know that this program feeds their souls. And I really believe that. And God has chosen to feed a lot of souls through summer field state over the year and it's been a pleasure to, you know, do whatever we feel called to do as the program has grown.
0: When did it change from a science project to a retreat? Part of um,
4: we, we yeah, we did that years. for 15 Deb's years. Science Deb's a science teacher. I'm a chemistry teacher. So we, it was right in our wheelhouse to do the science. As but as outdoor recreation, outdoor recreation became a more and more respected field of study, field of study at the university training. level, um, we decided let's – and the program is much more uh, activity-oriented right. than it is, you know, book-learning-oriented. Yeah, and it just uh, uh, seemed to be right, right, in, right, the right in the wheelhouse of physical education uh, – uh offering and uh, we've never looked back so
0: we're over the three thousand student uh, participation mark um your 11 children have all been part of it they all have Talk they all a have, little yes. bit about what
4: that's meant to you um, well uh it's,
1: been, uh, it's been
4: very special uh very special to have as as you would know you, absolutely you have gone absolutely. with your it's daughter awesome. uh and, and, your and your wife it's uh, it's just it's good to go through that together um and it's good to see your kids um in in challenging situations and seeing them respond to you know when things don't always go right they need that we all need that but particularly I think in today's world where everything is kind of handed to uh, Mm -hmm. young people Uh, uh, it's not really handed to you you here on Summerfield study and it's a little bit of work yes it is uh, and it's a little bit of a challenge in that respect and I think all kids need to go through that and I think that's also one of the real strengths of the program what we're able to do with kids in that respect
0: so i know this is an unfair question uh you've been on every trip but one correct um like half of one maybe
1: yeah
4: yeah i, I uh, yeah i had a health condition right. when you oh that's required right required me yeah. to go home okay. early yes. uh yes Do you have a
0: favorite summer field study moment i acknowledge it's an unfair question a
4: favorite, a favorite moment has always been um uh, sharing with friends and students around the campfire uh, it's I've loved you know, the opportunities I've had to climb some really big mountains with students, uh, and that's thrilling. Uh, I've loved the whitewater rafting. I've loved uh, everything about all the challenges in backpacking and watching kids figure out how to feed themselves on their own without Daryl cooking for them. Um, that, 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 that really uh, brings joy to me. And uh, but but really, the relationship with the students and the staff is it just stands out there. And I, and I think most staff members feel that way. There's no there's, no, there's nothing attracting you here uh, per se in terms of facilities. I mean, we have a very nice campground we here, do. but uh, I don't know that it's the reason to come here. And um, I think that most people would tell you it's the relationship with people that they have an opportunity to build, and Southern field so is why they come back yeah. for staff members, and that would be the same for me.
0: Darrell talked about. Um, uh, having some of his best friends here and but he may only see him two weeks out of the year yeah, yeah. that's very true because you do see somebody oh hey how you doing I haven't seen you talk a little bit about that because I'm sure you probably sense the same thing
4: I, I, think I think it's very similar to experience that I've heard war veterans explain you know you go through uh, a lot of tough times together you No. Know, more certainly more training. veterans Sorry. we're going through tougher right. times than we are in summer field studying but there's an element uh, whether, it's, uh, whether it's you know two a day football practices or swimming practices at six in the morning and come back and do it again for two more hours in the afternoon and those kinds of really demanding experiences uh draw on our human capacities and i think the um, I, I, I just think that the the, the best way to uh, weigh that impact and see that impact is the relationships that kids have with one another, the same as the veterans have had with one another as they fought together, the same as teammates have had when they've worked for a really tough coach. It's very similar to that, I think. You
0: started the program. You've led it all these years. Um, at some point in time, very soon, it's going to... To uh, come to an end for you as as the leader, so talk a little bit yeah. about that. I mean, that's going to be a tough transition, I would think.
4: Yeah, I've uh, been uh, looking for uh, dozens a dozen years or so to as I turn. I'm 64 now, so I'll be 65 this time next year. I will um, have been very blessed to work with some great people on our staff that I think are capable of doing all the things that I've done over the year, and I uh, think that uh, Tim Christman has certainly. Uh, emerged as an extraordinary uh, candidate to help um, keep the program going. If that's the decision of the school, it's not going to be my decision here in a little while. Uh, And and I'm very open to somebody decides decides it it needs needs to be shut down. I get it. And I'm I'm open to that. It's not, it's not my program. It's God's program, as I've said. And I do pray that um, if there's work that is still able to be done in the lives of young right. people that god shows us, us a way to continue, continue to do that two questions hmm? a challenge overcome
0: uh as it as it relates to Summerfield study do you have one that just rings out
1: um
4: well last, well, last year, year uh, that you were along yes, for, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> might have been, <laughs> been, might have been the most difficult temperature year temperature in terms of logistics, logistics. um, um we had we, we, this we had, had this, this facility exact facility reserved reserve 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 last year, and, and seen we've seen some of the fire damage, damage yeah. about so a week yeah, before we left. We got word, we got word that there was the fire. A, a fire here, yeah, yeah, and uh, it ended up destroying about 65,000 acres. And so we had to run from the fire, uh, and that chased us to uh, kind of the Yellowstone Grand Teton area. And then, uh, as we had left uh, Indianapolis, we were moving our way out to Wyoming and lo and behold a typhoon typhoon comes in (laughs) off the west coast Coast and and ends up dumping gallons gallons, and gallons millions of gallons of rain ironically Ironically, it it dumped over an inch of rain on the fire (laughs) that we were running from Uh, 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 but it also dumped inches of rain rain on us as we were camping so we had uh, you know, four straight nights in a row where we were just getting pounded yeah. by rain, and that—that's probably the most difficult thing. Uh, most most of the kids have equipment that can last you a day, sometimes two, <laughs> in rain. But we had—we were just boom, 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 four days in a row, and it was miserable. We, uh, but. It also gave us a chance to go see see more more national 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 parks. We were able to go through Utah. Utah, As you recall, we had a 10-hour drive that was just spectacular. spectacular. And we We were able to to go to Rocky Mountain National National Park, and the kids got to see that, which they had not – that wasn't on the agenda either, so it's one of those deals where, uh, you know, God's program. I, I, I had questions for God that year, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, we, got, we to got to see, see, uh, see well, lots of beautiful country. To I told the to say, kids, I said, I love, I love showing people mountains. mountains. Uh, uh, people my only problem was I just didn't realize which mountains I wanted to see <laughs> last year. So oh, man. Uh, that, that, that that really was, really was very difficult, difficult very, very difficult, difficult, and demanding and on the students as well. And we came out. That one sticks out clearly.
0: Came out like champs, though.
4: We did. We did. We did. Yeah. We did. Uh,
0: Hermit's we did. Hollow campground was awesome.
4: That was. That was. Yeah, the kids absolutely yeah, loved was it. Good. The kids loved it. Uh, we had never done that before. We, uh, at the end of the trip, normally we go out in the back country, uh, but this was car camping. But the yeah. kids yeah. absolutely loved yeah. it. And uh, it was a beautiful part of the Rocky Mountains, and we we're blessed to kind of land on our feet there. It was a great
0: memory. It's uh, one that I got to share with one of my kids and my wife, and uh, so. She, very, Is she dried uh, out. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yes, I think so. Well, Joe, Joe. Uh, Summerfield Studies has been a huge institution for Ron Colley for a long, long time, and and I I asked this question to Daryl and Scott. Uh, can you imagine not having Summerfield Studies?
4: Uh, well, no. I'm very I'm grateful, yeah. very grateful that it's been a part of my life. Um, it was not a planned part of my life, but. Um, neither was marrying my wife, right. but it's been a beautiful thing. Um, neither was having 11 children, but that's been a very beautiful thing. Uh, and this is just a direction, a path that uh, I feel very, very, very blessed to have walked on, and um, I'm grateful for what you and Darla are doing here to kind of tell the story to more people, maybe preserve, preserve the story, the story I hope even. So. What yeah. would you
0: say to the future students when considering summer field study?
4: In terms of how kids... Come into the program. I know that the word of mouth testimony, and now with social media, they can get on our Twitter account, our Facebook page, and Instagram, that sort of thing, and get it uh, something above and beyond the presentation that we've made in the fall to our juniors and seniors. Um, but I, I do think that word of mouth, that powerful testimony, and we also have a number of kids that go with us, older brothers or sisters went. Or perhaps their mother or father went. We have kids on this trip right now who, who their mother was with our very first group back in 1982. So uh, that there are people that know about it, and that's a powerful marketing uh, ploy. Ploy is probably not the right choice of words there, but it's a testimony. And I think peer, people hear enough about it and see enough about it that the, the energy is there. And as long as we continue to provide a high-quality experience, I think it'll be there. Well,
0: thank you for uh, leading us uh, so well over the years. And uh, we're going to come back in just a minute, and we're going to have one last segment with Daryl and Joe and Scott. We'll be right back.
2: Rebel 5 is sponsored by Steve's Flowers and Gifts. For the best and freshest flowers in Indianapolis and surrounding areas, Steve's Flowers and Gifts have exactly what you're looking for. For your next special occasion, call Steve's Flowers at 800-742-9359.
0: Welcome back to our special edition of the Rebel 5 podcast, Summer Field Studies edition. We've talked about the genesis of the program. We've talked about um, it becoming a science uh, project, moving into a retreat project. We've talked about some challenges. Uh, sitting in front of me are Joe Scott and Daryl. Um, thanks, guys, for being here and talking, telling the story about Summer Field Study. Um, I will give you some opportunities for some last thoughts. And we'll start with you, Joe,
4: and, and uh, tell us what uh, you have the floor. I think in the last section, I uh, really wanted to emphasize that Deb Sachs was such an integral part of the formation of this program. She was a better teacher than I ever thought about being. And the uh, elements of organization to make this a curriculum that kids responded to uh, was uh, Just a great blessing to have her with us and she worked with the program for 25 years and Deb is a teacher of teachers and has been for a long time and she's doing the right thing with her life right now and uh, but without Deb Sachs field study would look decidedly different and um, I'm very grateful for our friendship. I'm very grateful that I got a chance to know her as a colleague and that she kind of took me by the back of the <laughs> neck when I needed to be taken that way and straightened me out and <laughs> showed me how to do things yes. right. So very grateful for Good. that. Thanks. So thank you, Deb, if you're listening. God bless you. Uh, I know she that. she did the uh, same thing for all of us. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about the nap of the neck.
0: <laughs> uh, well, we'll throw it out to you, Scott. You've got the uh, final
3: comments. Yeah, I would have to agree with Joe in regards to Deb Sachs' input. And um, I don't think – Joe said that he he thinks the program would have a different element. I I was actually thinking that it may not exist, yeah. uh, without Deb Sachs, uh, in in that phase and segment of the program. She did an excellent job for
1: us. You know, I, I have so many fond memories of Deb and being able to uh, uh, riding in her van as a student to Big Bend, Texas, and. Uh, the times we spent, and then later on, as uh, as as things progressed and and interacted, seeing seeing her take that uh <laughs> that that place as as being the uh, I don't know the font of good judgment, it seemed. <laughs> the enforcer, yeah.
0: You guys have been friends for a long, long time. Um, summer field studies, Scott. You mentioned this might be your last year. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. You might be your last year. Might be. <laughs> no,
3: no, I'm going to uh, take the shoes, and I'm going to keep them by the campfire, and that's where they stay when I, I finally leave. It's <laughs> <Talk. laughs> always like a good wrestler. <laughs> Talk
0: a little bit um, about your friendship and, and what's, what Summer Field Studies has meant to your friendship.
3: Well, I, I know that uh, with Joe and I, we are lifelong uh, friends. We've known each other since we were 14. Uh, we weren't necessarily through high school years. We did not really run around with one another at that particular time. And uh, he offered an opportunity to me uh, many, many years ago to be involved in uh, his activities uh, of coming out west, and it blew into and created field studies, as he stated earlier. And um, it's the friendship itself is truly endeared. Fortunately for me, it's gone beyond just field studies. Uh, he and I, uh, and Daryl too, and Daryl, by the way, the three of us, yes. uh, we we get together even outside of field studies, and but as I shared with him early privately, uh, he has expanded my uh, horizons of sort. We'll
1: we'll meet, and, and the first the first thing we discuss is you know how are the kids and what's going on in our families and our lives, and uh, <clears throat> over the years they've been just intertwined. Joe.
4: Well, uh, Scott and I were good friends before Summer Field Study started, and we did a lot of things together, some outdoor adventures that uh, weren't necessarily part of Summer Field Study, and uh, that has been always a blessing in my life. And, and my wife has been a, blessed me that she allows yeah. me yeah, to, do that. to yeah, do that sort of thing you know, when she, uh, particularly when our children were younger and she could not have joined any of that so uh yeah scott and i were longtime friends uh and adventurers together through some mutual friends that we knew daryl i really didn't get a chance to know daryl until the second year of the program as you've probably mentioned and but it but i knew right away he was just a guy that i liked Uh, i liked his attitude i liked his work ethic uh, i liked his sense of humor and uh he really wanted to learn a lot Mm -hmm. more about uh, you know, rock climbing and backpacking and you already knew a lot about hunting and staying alive in the woods and all those sorts of things so it was a real asset but uh, yeah, I've, I've just grown a different different man because of these two guys
3: i didn't know daryl had a sense of humor (laughs) thanks scott he does i've
4: been
2: been told i was born old but uh i don't believe that's true
1: Uh, but like i said our our lives have really become intertwined through field studies and all those things you know I, i look back joe was my best man at my wedding
0: I want to thank all three of you for being here today as part of our special edition of this Rebel 5 podcast, Summer Field Studies edition. Um, I know that the future is uh, in question a little bit as far as some of your uh, participation in the program, but uh, you have definitely led the foundation for many, many uh, great experiences, 3,000 kids. Uh, having an opportunity to experience a transformative experience. And so uh, on behalf of the Rebel 5 Podcast, we want to thank all three of you guys. And uh, good luck. And let's get through this next week safe and sound and head back towards uh, Indy.
3: Thank you.
4: I'm uh, frequently called upon to speak on behalf of Ron Colley, and I'd like to tell you and Darla what a blessing it is. I've heard it from so many people that had an opportunity to listen to the podcast. It's a great idea, and I love what you're doing, and I want to support what you're doing. And thank you so much for having us here today. Thanks,
0: guys. We appreciate it. I'm Gary Armbruster, and thanks for joining us today for this episode of the Rebel 5 Podcast. To find out more information about the podcast, please visit 50.roncali.org forward slash podcast.php. Again, thanks so much for joining us today, and until next time, we'll fight ahead.